Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. The Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. Your anointing oils have a pleasant fragrance. Your name is like ointment poured forth. Therefore, the virgins love you. Thus opens one of the most remarkable and mysterious books of the entire Bible, the Song of Songs. It's the third of three books composed by legendary King Solomon, the son of David, and the builder of the first temple of God in Jerusalem. It is neither a book of history, law, prophecy, or gospel, as are nearly all of the other books in the Old Testament. Rather, it is a book of poetry, a beautiful poetic story of the love and romance between a great and mighty king and a poor and lowly country maiden. How are we to understand such a book? The key is to realize that this book is a book of figures and symbols. Dick Taylor has joined us here for our first program in the Song of Songs. And Dick, I would say the life study of the Song of Songs, which in the printed version, Witness Lee gives much credit in the early pages to a previous study done in the 1930s by Brother Watchman Nee mm-hmm. in uh, mainland China, is one of the more remarkable expository writings anywhere in the world. And I hope that's not an overstatement, but I just sincerely believe it in my heart that the way this book is opened up in this life study is something that is absolutely rare and precious indeed, isn't it? It really is, Chris. And without the opening up of this life study, we may just even skip over it, not thinking it's that important. But when you see the truth brought out by the life study, you realize This little book, Song of Songs, is a condensed version of the entire Bible. Everything of God's heart, God's way, and uh, everything is included in this little book. And especially, it brings out this strong point that we'll touch today, that the Bible is a romance. And so uh, we really need uh, the truth from this book to be opened up. Thank the Lord for the life studies. Otherwise, We may not see it at all. And this life study helps to bring out the truth concerning all these types and symbols. So we really see what's on the Lord's heart and his thought from the entire Bible. Of course, uh, many of the key figures in the Old Testament typify various aspects of Christ, and perhaps there are no better example than this one in this book. King Solomon really is a, a kind of forerunner and a type of Christ, and that's the first key, I think, to understand this book, isn't it? It really is. And so King Solomon is the type of Christ, and we Believers are a type of his bride, of his wife. So the relationship that God desires between himself and his people is one of love and one of a romance. So that eventually, over a period of time, he and we, we and he, become absolutely one for his satisfaction for eternity. 
Well, Dick, uh, I think we just jump right in here. The first uh, message today, the first program in this uh, live study of the Song of Songs is uh, just an introduction. Uh, We won't be going through uh, the text per se, you know, as we normally do, but getting kind of an overview, uh, seeing this position of the book in the context of the whole divine revelation, and I think it's an excellent introduction, so why don't we get right to it. Here's Witness Lee with our first portion. The Song of Songs. I never dreamed to have a life study of the entire Bible ending in this book. It just happened this way. Oh, I shouldn't say it just happened this way. (laughs) It is under God's sovereignty. The gold ending. Later on, you will see some of songs is the concluding book that ushers in the New Testament. What is the next book? Isaiah. Isaiah is the first preacher of the New Testament who prophesied Christ's birth, incarnation, by a virgin to be a child. Then this child is prophesied by Isaiah to be the Almighty God and the Eternal Father. No chapter in the whole Bible that gives a detailed account of Christ's death as Isaiah 53. So Isaiah is a book of the Old Testament, yet it is the door, the entry into the New Testament. And uh, some of Psalms is one of your ushers standing at the gate into the New Testament. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, just 1,000 years before Christ, there was a king, you know. He wrote this poem as his kind of a romance, but not in the low standard, in the high standard. Most, most, most pure and high, high level of love. This is a history of a king's romance. But how could you find the Christian life revealed in this book? All by figures. To understand some songs, you must interpret the figures, the signs. A lot of figures. No cross, but there's the figure of cross. See, no resurrection, but there's the figure of resurrection. No ascension, but there's the figure of ascension. No veil, which is veil, but there is kind of a figure. To understand some songs, you must be skilled in one ability. That is to interpret the figures, the signs. Dick, to understand the Song of Songs, you must be skilled in one ability, that is to interpret the figures and the signs. Uh, Witness Lee was a student of the Bible for, what, 70-some years, right? Handling the Bible and handling all the great commentaries, all the great histories, all the great word studies uh, for 70 years. 
So by the time he comes to this point in his uh, ministry, his life, which was very late in his service to the Lord, Mm -hmm. we really have one here that is skillful in handling and interpreting the signs and symbols, isn't he? Yes, he is. I would say without his help, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't see what I see today, but because of his diligence to get into the Word and to be before the Lord uh, and to dig into the significance of these signs and symbols, a lot of the Bible would just be not that meaningful to us. And especially the signs and the symbols are not just uh, kind of meaningless things, but they bring us to Christ. They bring us to the heart's desire of our Christ. The signs and the symbols bring us to our detailed experience of Christ that only symbols and signs can bring out in a good way Mm -hmm. to help us to even understand our experience. (laughs) Otherwise, you go through things you don't understand at all. So I appreciate our brother's diligence to get into the Word and the Lord's using our brother to open up this book as an usher into the New Testament, bringing us into Christ, into his heart's desire, this divine romance in such a precious way, bringing out the significance of all these signs and figures. Yeah, I appreciated even very much this kind of comparison between Isaiah and Song of Songs, Mm -hmm. two great books of the Old Testament, and two books of the Old Testament that have very much to do with the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Uh, We love the prophecies that are so easy to spot and identify in Isaiah. Isaiah 53, you know, as you mentioned, this depiction of the crucifixion of our Lord. Uh, unmistakable there, and right, uh, right. also pointing to his incarnation in, mm-hmm. in Isaiah chapter 9 and so many other passages, are uh, very much a kind of a doorway, an entry into the New Testament. But just like when we come to the meetings on the Lord's Day morning, the door needs to be open, but we need some ushers to help us also, don't we? That's right. So thank the Lord for Isaiah being the open door. But hallelujah for Song of Songs being on ushering service group (laughs) to usher us into the real significance. So, yeah, we really thank the Lord for Isaiah. When you read Isaiah, it's a little more obvious this is a prophecy concerning Christ, his incarnation, his birth, his crucifixion, etc. But when you get into the Song of Songs, you really meet the usher who brings us fully into the detailed significance, appreciation of Christ— and leads us into our detailed experience of Christ as a lover of Christ. Yeah, this is very key. You know, there are a number of books in the Old Testament that uh, bring to our attention the matter of God's people being a kind of corporate wife to God. Mm -hmm. That's certainly not unique uh, to the Song of Songs. But what you just said, the details, the intrinsic uh, significance, and the real deep experience of how this is accomplished— are really uniquely developed probably in this book in the whole Bible, aren't they? That's true. That's why we say it's such a key, significant book and why it's so meaningful to really even enter in and appreciate and apprehend the full meaning and message of the the New Testament. That's right. Okay, let's join Witness Lee again. We'll talk a little bit more about this matter of this book and the whole Bible being a romance. This book is a particular book, very particular in the Holy Scriptures. Not a book of history, law, prophecy, or gospel. What it is, it's a romance in poetry, very strange. Is there in the Bible a romance? Not only this book is a romance, the entire Bible is a romance. 
of God falling in love with man. Amen. You know, uh, today people say you must have a spouse in marriage with you. Well, in a sense, I agree with that. But it's hard to get a couple, husband and wife, to match. I tried to see, I did, never saw one. Two same kind of persons eventually become enemies. Two different persons eventually become loving friends. Solomon fell in love with the country girl. God fell in love with man. Could you believe that God falls in love with man? He's too great, I'm too small. He's too high, I'm too low. He's too wise, I'm just a fool. How could I match God? But the uh, basic principle in God's ordination, in his creation concerning marriage, is this. Marriage doesn't need to match. Dick, uh, you and I were talking even uh, before we uh, began to record about this point, and I think we want to develop this a little bit, but, uh, you know, clearly here this story, we have the, the mighty, the high, the wise, the exalted King Solomon, and this poor, lowly country maiden, country girl, a complete mismatch in, in you know, in the outward sense mm-hmm. as they begin their relationship. Yet something marvelous happens through the course of this book, this poem of this romance, which we'll see unfolded in the coming programs. But uh, even likening that to our own experience in our own marriages, I've been married 32, I think, years. I have to be careful when I say that so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> and I know you've been married, I think, even longer. 42. 40, yeah, that's longer. Uh, I remember when we first were married, my wife and I, we were so very different. It was just like almost nothing between us uh, was the same. Yet over these years, over these decades now, it's amazing. Somehow we have just kind of melded to become one person. Isn't that your experience? Yeah, that's true, Chris. And actually my experience is when I met Bonnie, I thought she really is my match. But the more I got to know her, the more she got to know me, we realized we were not a match. But over the years, through our experience, we are becoming a match. And this really uh, is, you can see what a contrast between the great God, the high God, the wise God, and we low and foolish and stupid and unwise people. Yeah. What, what a contrast. But through the, the lover of Christ's experience in the Song of Songs, we get brought up to match him. He is Solomon, and then the feminine word for Solomon is Shulamite. And so we become the same as he is in his life and nature and everything. And this is a tremendous picture of Christ and the church. Christ loved the church, gave himself up for her. And and not only that, he has become, through his death and resurrection, he's become a life-giving spirit. He's become so intimate within us. And as we experience him day by day, he leads us as a lover of Christ through experience after experience, deeper and deeper, so that our constitution is changed. And we become a match to him. Just as the church is a match to Christ, Eve was a match to Adam. Right. And eventually we see that the church is a pure product of Christ. 
the body of Christ is just Christ enlarged, Christ expanded, Christ increased. So the body of Christ, the church, becomes a match to Christ as his counterpart for his satisfaction in love. And we believers who are so different from the Lord, just like the country girl was so different from this high king, (laughs) now through the process of the experience of the growth in life as a lover of Christ, we become exactly the same as he. This is really the high peak of the divine revelation. This is really the high peak truth that God and man become the same in their life, in nature, element, essence, and expression, so that there could be a oneness there. And this is shown clearly by the last two chapters of the Bible. The New Jerusalem just shows that God and man, God, the high king, Christ, has become absolutely one with his low country girl, believers, the church, we become completely mingled, united, and even incorporated where we are one inside the other, completely a match. So the New Jerusalem is not just some kind of outward physical material entity. The New Jerusalem is a couple, right? a couple who is madly in love for eternity and who are a complete, absolute, and thorough match. What a wonderful, wonderful story the Bible has for us and is brought out clearly in this uh, usher of the New Testament, the Song of Songs. <laughs> and Dick, just as you know, you uh, describe the outworking of this divine romance through the lens of the New Testament, and we see the consummation in the New Jerusalem and how the whole city there, which as you said, really is mm-hmm. the composition of this couple, God and man, the whole city bears the reflection and image of God, yet Amen. still within the city are God and the Lamb on the throne. And that distinction always remains throughout eternity. We never participate in the Godhead in that kind of sense. That's right. But in life, nature, expression, as you said, the match is there. Just as in this book, we see this country girl transformed. Right. As is revealed in the New Testament. Right. right? She's transformed to become a perfect match. Yet, of course, the King Solomon always remained uniquely the king. But together, they were one corporate person. And that's our future, isn't it? That's our future. And we must become the same as he is. We must be like him. Otherwise, how could we express him? And our becoming the same as he is in his life and nature is for his glory. Right. (laughs) Well, Dick, we've got one section to go on this first program. Let's get to it. The entire New Testament teaching stresses all the time the body life, not the individual. But this book stresses not the body life, a corporate way, but the individuals. If you want to have a body life, you must have individual contact with the Lord. If you don't have an individual contact, fellowship with the Lord as a base, you can never have a proper body life. This book it's not concerned the whole church as Christ's lover, but just one. This book is the progressive experience of an individual believer's loving fellowship with Christ. This book has sections according to the intrinsic and spiritual significance. These are the sections. A, 
drawn to pursue Christ for satisfaction. Then B, called to be delivered from the self through the oneness with the cross. C, called to live in ascension as the new creation in resurrection. D, called more strongly to live within the veil through the cross after resurrection. E, sharing in the work of the Lord. And eventually the wife becomes, you know, the co-worker of the husband. And hoping to be ruptured. When you come to the last chapter, this lover of Christ is hoping to be ruptured. Everything ready to be ruptured. Okay? That is the introductory word. Dick, before we touch these uh, six points briefly, assuming we have time, I want to come back to the first point in this section because I think it's important. We put in this ministry and in the in the ministry of uh, Watchman Nee and Witness Lee much emphasis on the corporate aspect. And even the bride is a corporate entity, ultimately. It's the church, the body of Christ. So you can interpret this book, maybe the tendency would be to say, well, this represents the corporate bride. But really what we're seeing here is the progression in the individual's experience pursuing, fellowshipping, contacting the Lord. And that individual experience for each of us as we go on with the Lord becomes so crucial and important in producing the corporate bride, doesn't it? I wanted to focus on this distinction a little bit. That's true. And as our brother mentioned when he was speaking, that without uh, building up the daily, constant, individual experience with the Lord, there's no way to really have the corporate. Yeah. So the goal is something corporate, the corporate bride. But the key and the foundation and the secret is the development of our individual experience with the Lord. So every day, personally, although we realize the Lord wants the church, we know the Lord wants the corporate bride, uh, this is his goal. But this corporate entity will never be realized apart from each one of us having daily, individual, intimate, affectionate experiences of the Lord all the time. So when we get up in the morning, it's not a matter of just merely getting with others. How about our own relationship with the Lord? Right. How about our, our time where we open our heart to the Lord and just tell the Lord again, uh, Lord Jesus, I love you. Oh, thank you for another day. And we open to the Lord in uh, confessing our sin and uh, clearing out things that are uh, hindrance and and barriers between us and him. No one else can do that for you. It's an individual matter. Nobody can confess things for you. Nobody can experience Christ for you. We all have to have the individual experience of Christ, yet the goal is, is the corporate expression and the corporate building up of the body and of the bride of Christ. So the matter of the building up of the body needs this individual experience and touch with the Lord. This becomes the building material, right? Otherwise, what are we building? It just would be something natural of ourselves or of the world. That's right. That's right. It's not just a coming together of a bunch of Christians. Otherwise, we just have one big natural entity. Yeah. We're all still the same a fallen, low, unwise country girl. (laughs) But by us contacting him, we get reconstituted with him. Eventually, the Bible says his mind becomes our mind. We have to admit right now, 
wow, my thinking is quite different from his. But by my individual contact with him, his uh, transforming me as the wonderful uh, life-giving spirit, uh, his renewing and sanctifying and transforming work causes us to be more like him day by day. And in this way, we are built together with others. Right. Even you and I in the natural man cannot even be one. But the more we gain of Christ, the more oneness we have. And our oneness is of Christ alone. alone. Wow. Well, Dick, I was afraid we might run out of time before we got to these uh, six sections that are developed in the book, but we will touch these over the course of this coming life study. So uh, we'll save that if you want to get into those. Uh, and all of the things that we touched today and really dive into the book of uh, Song of Songs in a way that uh, we promise would be ultimately rewarding, not just to your understanding and appreciation of the Bible, but to your individual in your corporate walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we hope you'll contact us for that. Our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. And join us again next time for another program in the Life Study of the Song of Songs. For Dick Taylor, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. Witness Lee's remarkable commentary on the life of Abraham, taken from the life study of Genesis, is now available from Living Stream Ministry in a single volume entitled Abraham Called by God. Abraham Called by God by Witness Lee is available at Christian bookstores everywhere, or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.